0: This is such a good question. I First of all, I love your point on the Canadian real estate market. It's so true. Even within a city, um, even for Calgary, I'm always talking about suburban market and downtown market too. They're, they're, they're often doing two different things. And so even um, just reminding people of that is awesome. So I love that. Um, for Calgary in particular, people tend to be uh, looking mostly for buy and hold um, opportunities. They're looking uh, for a place to kind of put their money for the next while. Given a lot of the investors we work with are not here locally, they're looking for more turnkey um, uh, properties that they don't need to go do a bunch of work to. Welcome to the Right Club podcast, where the focus is on helping you, the real estate investor, advance to the next level. And now let's join this week's hosts and
1: share ways for you to customize your life.
2: Right Club Nation. It's Sarah Larby here. I'm joined with Paul Cupcut. Hey, hey, Paul, how are you doing?
1: Great. Thank you, Sarah. How are you?
2: Good, good. I'm excited for today. I, uh, I love interviewing Natasha Phipps. She's always been a great guest, continues to be a great guest, brings in tons of value insights. And if you are interested in looking and seeing what's happening and what works in Calgary, in Alberta, this is going to be the show for you. But before we get into that, Paul, what's new and exciting on your end?
1: Yeah so uh, keeping busy with uh, with real estate projects um it's great to have the the, the right club going back out live again now so uh, we've got a great event lined up uh, which uh, probably November by eight. the time <laughs> yeah by the time this one comes out it may have passed but uh, if you if you missed it then we'll have recorded it and have it on the website but it's all about uh, garden suites and we're actually going to have a garden suite in the car park on a trailer for somebody's view which is going to be pretty we did that few. Do you remember we did that a few years ago, Sarah, with the uh, the tiny home? The and tiny
2: was... home. I remember. that. That's awesome. I'm excited. I think that's November 8th, so it'll probably be past. But you guys should always be checking our calendar of events, theRightClub.com. Go to the calendars page and then you can see everything that's happening. And now we are live. But we're also doing some Zoom stuff. So if you are further away and you can't make it out, we are also doing some Zoom. And of course, our podcast and lots of great events in between. But yeah, no, I think it's exciting. I can't wait to see it sure it'll be uh, it'll be a hit. So on that note, guys, I hope you enjoy the podcast. Don't forget to leave a rating and a review. And uh, again, check out the website, uh, set up your profile. You can start connecting with each other. But most importantly, you don't also attend our events uh, at the Let's bring in Natasha. Natasha, welcome to the show. How are you? I'm good. How are you doing? Good, good. Last time you were on, it was uh, around a year ago, let's just say. I can't remember exactly yeah. when. And uh, you provide lots of great insights. So we're excited to have you back. What's, uh, what's been new in the last year since you've been on last?
0: Well, there's a lot been going on. Um, it's amazing what can change in a year. Obviously, um, COVID is hopefully finally behind us and we're all getting out and about. I have been attending live conferences this fall, so that's been really <laughs> exciting going through and seeing people um, live again. And in terms of Calgary, where I am, uh, there's just so much excitement kind of building month over month here in Calgary in terms of newcomers and um, all kinds of new industry and businesses popping up here in Calgary. So it's a really exciting time here.
1: And and are you seeing a lot of uh, investors from outside of Calgary stepping in?
0: For the last several years, it's been a, a very consistent uh, flow of investment, um, mainly from Ontario into Alberta. Um, I, I, I keep joking that Ontario is going to own Alberta soon, <laughs> um, just because just the sheer amount of people. Uh, I, I talk to people from Ontario almost every single day um, in terms of uh investors, but then now also people looking to relocate as well. And the the, the relocating conversation, I'd say, is more prevalent in the last year than in, you know, the kind of two to three years before that. So that's interesting. That is is interesting. So I
2: have my theories. They're not all politically correct. Yeah. (laughs) Of why I think this is happening. Um, However, I'd like to hear from you why all of a sudden, you know, in the last year, a lot of people in Ontario were interested in potentially moving to
0: I mean, at least the people that I speak to, a, a lot of it comes down to affordability. Um, COVID taught, I think, us a lot of different things. And people are, well, first of all, realizing they could potentially work from anywhere. So that immediately gets people's kind of like thoughts going, right? Um, and affordability, if especially for younger people who are trying to maybe buy their first home, kind of set up roots, want to have a family or have a young family already, um, are struggling to to make the numbers work uh, where they live. And so this idea that they could live somewhere else, I think COVID uh, kind of put all that in a lot of our minds. And they are seeking affordability, um, particularly combined with inflation, now interest rates. Like it's really tough for um, people to get started. And uh, our government's um, propaganda out there for Alberta is calling. It's definitely working, yeah, love it or hate it. But it's definitely working, and it's just people seeking affordability and a different lifestyle. I think.
1: And, and so, what's that doing to house prices? Because, of course, here we're seeing big drops right now, and, yeah. and most of Canada is. But what's happening in in Alberta and in Calgary, in particular?
0: Calgary is definitely sitting in a bit in a, in a bit of a different position. I mean, Alberta, period. We were just coming out of recession when when COVID occurred, so we weren't sitting at this high high, um, like like other major Canadian cities. And so that um, combined with just the amount of um, push and excitement towards Calgary is keeping us more insulated. Uh, The last stats for September, our benchmark price had had only come down a few thousand dollars. So there was a small correction. Um, Number of sales is is down over last year, but the prices aren't really changing a lot. It's sort of holding steady. Um, I expect by by uh, Christmas, we'll be in a more of a balanced market condition. Whereas right now, technically with months of supply where they're at, we're still in a seller's market. Um, so I expect winter to be some, the, you know, a good time to buy in terms of um, less activity. But then by spring again, I do uh, think we will be kind of headed back up again.
2: Yeah, that is, that is interesting, right? Because this is why there is not like a Canadian real estate market. Because even, I mean, even if you're looking at a province altogether, there's still all the different areas, even in the city, there's still different areas. So, you know, there's no such thing. And I truly believe as a Canadian real estate market where everything is the same, right? So like the news and the media are like, everyone's going down, everyone's going to be looking at a crash. And this it doesn't mean that it's for every single type of asset either. Like the prices are always different. The provinces are different. So I think it's important to really pin point on exactly where you're interested in investing and just seeing the trends. And you just talked about coming out of a recession and you look back at like, even let's just call it 2015 oil and gas, you know, industry issues that happen. I mean, Ontario didn't really feel that, but I know they did in Atlantic Canada. I know they did in, in you know, where, where you are. Yeah, so it's all different markets, which is really interesting. Um, so with that, like with, with your market, what you're seeing and what you're seeing, let's just call it in, in Alberta in general, um, what are like strategies that investors are now, you know, going out and doing out where you are? Uh, is it the birth strategy? Is it still buy and hold? Is it multifamily? Like what what makes sense
0: out there? Um, this is such a good question. I first of all, I love your point on the Canadian real estate market. It's so true. Even within a city, um, even for Calgary, I'm always talking about suburban market and downtown market too. They're 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 often doing two different things, and so even. Um, just reminding people of that is awesome. So I love that, um, for Calgary in particular, people tend to be, uh, looking mostly for buy and hold, um, opportunities. They're looking, uh, for a place to kind of put their money for the next while. Given a lot of the investors we work with are not here locally, they're looking for more turnkey, um, Mm uh, properties that they don't need to go do a bunch of work to. Certainly though, where the market is sitting, uh, for the first time in a very long time, we can make almost anything work here. Uh, Prior to the pandemic, it was still very much um, avoid downtown and inner city because that was the hardest hit. That's where the highest vacancies were. It was very difficult. And so I was like for years, like we're not, we're not investing inner city. We're not looking at downtown. Now um, that's shifting kind of right before our eyes, which is really exciting. So a lot of investors are looking at suited, like small multi unit properties duplex to fourplex kind of properties those work really well out in the suburbs stable kind of tenant been the tried and true you know type of property for decades um and those will continue to work well and aren't really needed in our city because we are we're very low density like we're we're a young city as soon as you leave downtown it's just suburbs <laughs> and so um, the city is pushing for more density in these suburban markets right now. We actually just had a new bill passed a couple of weeks ago that's going to allow for even more density in the suburbs. So um, that's not going anywhere. What is kind of newer and 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 um, where we're turning a corner on is that downtown and inner city sector. And this could mean condominiums. Um for the first time, or actually appreciating in the last year. We had almost seven years of negative property values in the condominium market downtown. So as you can imagine, I'm just steering people away for a very long time. Uh, now it's like, okay, that's starting to turn and that's starting to make sense again with all the influx of people vacancy has come down.
1: And, it, so, and is that the condos, is that um new build or is that existing condos where the opportunity might be?
0: There's both. Um existing condos there's there's plenty to choose from out there there is you do need to be a little cautious with pre-construction condos um here uh it's we're a much smaller city it's a lot easier for things to go wrong and i think the last kind of boom calgary went through uh we got very excited about pre-construction condos and they overbuilt them um there there are some i really like that are in areas that need them so but just be careful again you're being very hyper specific on where it is does this area need more condos or not? And so there is some good opportunities there, but there are some also that um, I wouldn't recommend. So be cautious there. Um, And then the kind of last piece to the downtown and and inner city kind of recovery is multifamily. And um, that's where I'm very excited to be working as a realtor and as an investor in the next couple of years here, given that we have this kind of economic recovery of our downtown and inner city, multifamily makes really good sense right now as well.
1: We're going to take a quick break in the show.
0: Right Club Nation,
2: let's take a quick minute here to meet our sponsor for the week, Blackjack Contracting. They've been serving Niagara, Hamilton, and Brantford areas, and for the past three years, becoming the area's largest basement suite renovation specialist.
1: That's right. And Blackjack works with real estate investors, both new and experienced, converting single family homes into multiple legal suites and renovating properties to achieve their maximum potential and value.
2: Absolutely. And they've completed over 100 units from Brayford to Niagara Falls and everywhere in between. They handle everything from permitting and design to final cleaning before you list your rentals. And they also have fully licensed electrical contractors certified with ESA and take jobs of all sizes.
1: Make sure to check them out at blackjackcontractinginc.ca and also follow them on social media at blackjackcontractinginc. And they say investing can sometimes feel like the biggest gamble of your life, but when you have blackjack on your side, the house always wins. So now back to the podcast. And now back to the show.
2: Awesome, and I and I do want to go back to the fact that you mentioned you're a realtor and you're also an investor, so you can you speak on both sides essentially, right? So you help a lot of people that are whether they're local or not local, uh, looking to invest, looking to buy, uh, but you're also actively purchasing yourself as well. What what is something recent that you purchased and tell us a little bit about that and why you purchased it?
0: Yeah, Uh, this was an exciting year for us. Um, I am very strategic and don't like to, you know. Buy with emotions, of course, and I had really wanted to get into the multifamily sector um, here in Calgary, and kind of been waiting for that that exact property to come up. And this spring, uh, I found a new construction multifamily building that was only two years old that was actually under foreclosure. Um, I don't know the whole story behind what happened with with him, but um, it was an opportunity for us, and so kind of knowing that that downtown inner city market was just recovering, this is the perfect time uh, for us to consider looking there. So um, we picked up a 21 unit building in Mission, which is, um, it's a really trendy, vibrant um, inner city community, predominantly renters, like over three quarter of the um, occupants there are tenants. And also um, there hadn't been a lot of new buildings developed in the last 20 years there. So ours really does stand out. Um, now we're seeing more, more uh, development in the area, but yeah. And again, uh, walk the talk, right? Um, I like to make sure I know what I'm doing as an investor and have done that before, even for putting my clients through that. So I'm really excited to convert everything um, that we've kind of gone through there as well into the sales side too.
1: And And what are the rental rates like and how much flexibility do you have in Alberta? Because I know that's different, obviously, very much from where we are here in Ontario.
0: Exactly. And that is a huge opportunity when it comes to multifamily and commercial. Um, also, I mean, we we all know that in the multifamily space, raising rents will raise your property value. Um, and if if you are feeling handcuffed because of legislation, that makes that kind of multifamily burr very challenging. Here, um, what you're going to find out there is a lot of underperforming um, buildings. These landlords just went through a recession. They are tired. They've been they, just trying to tread and keep their head above water for however many years, and so you look at the numbers on on paper, they probably will be underperforming and not look that great, which is a huge opportunity um and uh, I mean rental rates vary of course a lot per per area and um and um number of bedrooms but our one bedrooms in that building, just for example, just a small one bedroom is fifteen fifty to six hundred our two bedrooms are two thousand to twenty one fifty depending on the size um, so if you pick up something and you've got that couple hundred dollars room there to raise the rents well like that's a massive opportunity and um in alberta you can raise your rents once per year as much as the market will bear and if you're on a month-to-month tenancy um you need to give 90 days notice of rental increase so you can buy a building give all these month-to-month you know tenancies 90 days notice or stagger it out over a year a year later, you're in a great position to be able to refinance reef, reef and move on to the next one. So, Yeah, I mean, that that's like, I
2: think that is like the key of like why somebody would go from like Ontario, as an example, or mm-hmm. Vancouver, Montreal into Alberta because of the the rent control. Unless you're like, for example, in Ontario, unless you're rent controlled, um, which is like essentially everything that was built before uh, November 15th, 2018, anything after that's new built, like a new basement unit, you, know, you know, in a bungalow or a complete new build or new condos those are Mm -hmm. not subject to rent control again could that change i know a lot of people are complaining a lot of tenants are complaining and there's always a risk of that um but you know in alberta you guys have been uh you know you're definitely more landlord friendly let's just put it that way uh and there's nothing that's rent controlled regardless of of when something was built or not built so i think it's just like you said um again pros and cons you guys probably have a little bit more vacancy uh, percentages than we do in most of Ontario. So you gotta factor that piece out with like how much you wanna raise the rents. And then from there, if you wanna have a vacancy, how long's the vacancy until the new tenant you guys have potentially a little bit more time um spent on finding tenants or or vacancies. And we have, you know, we should be very, very particular because as soon as the tenant has the keys in Ontario, we like <laughs> you know especially in a rent controlled building if you've got a tenant that's going to be a lifer i mean you're you're increasing 2.5% as an example for you know all of next year still 90 days like you guys still not you know once a year only but 2.5% when when uh, inflation is going crazy and we're at like a 7 or 8% i mean literally every year the tenant stays in ontario you are losing opportunity in terms of what you could make so you got to weigh that versus the appreciation versus the appreciation in alberta right so um, I think there's pros and cons to every single city. There's nothing wrong with diversification. Um, but I want to go back to one thing that you said, too, because I don't know if everybody knows how multifamily works with the NOI and the cap rate and how to, you know, do the refi. But I think it's just really important to just go back to, to that just to say, OK, if you guys were listening to this and you're like, what does she mention? Like when she's mentioning the burr and like increasing rates, like um, because it's not like a regular residential place, like right. it's not like they're just going to go off of comp. So, so if you could just like take a step back and walk us through what that means uh, in more details, and then somebody can maybe understand. Yeah,
0: absolutely, and um, yes, doing a burr on a multifamily uh, is very different and uh, than on residential. So, in multifamily and commercial, your property valuation is based off of how the business performs. So uh, rental income and expenses uh, and how the building is being managed is critical. Whereas in a in a re- residential home, when you go to refinance or get an appraisal done, they're just going to look at the comps in the area and see, well, what did that house sell for? And what did this one sell for? And then give you an average of what your home is worth based upon that. Your um, opportunity in multifamily, if you are kind of going after the two-step financing um in the course of a year. Let's say you're going to, you're going to purchase a property that's underperforming. Maybe the rents are low. Maybe there's some opportunity to add some lipstick to the building, you know, paint and floors and that kind of thing. um, And either turn the tenants over into new tenants that are paying more rent, or you're going to provide rental increases to the existing tenants and they're going to stay. At the end of, you know, it usually takes you about a year to complete all of that. You now should have a business that is operating um, with a, Higher income than when you bought it, which will make the building appraised at a higher value. Um, and just like in a residential burn, ideally you can now change your. Um, you- uh, well, I guess you can't really do that in a residential, but in multifamily, you have the ability to change your even your loan to value at at, the, at this point. If you bring in a CMHC insured uh, product, you will change your loan to value ratio um, and pull out any additional cash plus whatever change in loan to value. So if you bought it for 25% down, maybe you can get a CMHC insured to 15% down. Now you're taking out that 10% plus whatever appreciation or increase in value that you've uh, forced on the building with your efforts. So that's, um, that's really what it's, what it's all about in these two-step uh, multifamily plans and strategies.
1: And now we're going to take a quick
0: break to hear from one of our sponsors.
1: Do you have a message that you would like to reach a captive audience of thousands of real estate investing-focused people with? Then you should be sponsoring the Right Club podcast. We currently have some pre-roll and mid-roll spots on our weekly podcast, which is consistently in the top 100 Canadian podcasts for business and investing, and in the top 1.5% of all podcasts globally, according to Listen Notes. Our audience wants to hear from you. Edison Research found that 67% of podcast listeners enjoy hearing the ads, compared with just 6% for TV and radio. The WARC report said that 78% of listeners are comfortable with hearing ads on podcasts to support non-paid content. To find out more about availability and pricing, get in touch with Catherine nelson Riley, Operations Manager, to theRightClub.com. The and
0: now, back to the show.
1: And is there anything that um investors should be aware of or cautious of when it comes to multifamily in in Alberta or in Calgary in particular?
0: I think it's it's for multifamily in particular, if you're coming from the residential side, it is like a very different it's a very different process. there's a lot of variables um there's also a lot of costs there's a lot of fees. As soon as you start doing anything, um, you know, to put it in in a application, even um, you start paying fees. And so I think, you know, just making sure that you're that you understand what all of those fees are and be ready to go kind of up front in terms of Calgary, in particular in the multifamily space and what you need to watch out for in terms of location. um, I dive into the community's demographics pretty deeply and the ratio between homeowners and tenants. What are they renting? Um, What's in my immediate vicinity? Who are my competitors going to be? Because I want to stand out. And I also know that, um, you know, like it it is Calgary. Uh, We have our history to prove what we need to be aware of. I feel much more confident this kind of time around that we are a lot more diverse. However, it is important that you have something unique. You don't want the same thing that all the other guys on the street have, right? So think of being unique. How can you stand out? Um, and make sure you're you're assessing everything around you, not just the building, but, but your competition. Most importantly,
2: mm-hmm. absolutely, some great insight. What about like Airbnb or midterm rentals, executive rentals? Like, is there a market for that out there?
0: Yeah, so Airbnb is another one that this year suddenly we're we're very interested in again. Um, and the demand on the Airbnb side has been excellent. Another great thing about Calgary, um, Calgary specifically, not Canmore. Calgary, uh, it does not have um, no uh, legislation on Airbnb other than you just need to have an annual business license. And the demand on the Airbnb side in the last couple of years has been very, very high. There's tons of people who are, you know, here for contract work, short term work. Um, visiting, you know, waiting for the properties to be built or completed in between housing, new to Canada, new to Calgary, and need this in-between kind of, you know, housing solution. And with COVID, everything kind of disappeared. And then all of a sudden, the demand was so high again. So uh, there's a lot of investors who are pivoting to that right now. The cash flow, if if cash flow is like number one priority, um, absolutely going Airbnb, is, is the way to go here um, and we, we actually work or partner with this really great um, property management company for short-term rentals because we don't do that and that's the key to make sure that it runs like a smooth machine. Um, so you know for short-term rentals you could get into even a condo and an Airbnb friendly building for you know under 300,000 and and be up and running on that thing pretty easily and quickly. So the main thing is just be careful with the buildings. There's probably only a half a dozen condo buildings in downtown Calgary that we feel like super confident will um, continue to be super friendly with it.
1: And you mentioned Canmore. What are the markets to look at outside of Calgary from from a b perspective?
0: Well, Canmore is always a popular one because everyone loves the mountains, right? Um, And it's not going anywhere. The Canmore market just, it does its own thing. It doesn't even do, it doesn't even follow Calgary. It's in its own world over there. And rightly so. Um, it's it's a destination year-round, which, which is nice. With spring, winter, fall, and summer, you can always find something to do, and there's plenty of tourism. Um, but the town of Canmore is regulated. It, it is a, a lot more highly regulated, and there's specific zoning um, that's required. Um, and when you look at there's like a zoning map, it's not very much. It's like a few little sprinkles. And so um, what we are seeing, though, is just outside of the town um, limits, in the counties, we're seeing uh, purpose-built and zoned for short-term rentals. So we actually invested in a couple of those this year as well that were waiting to be built. Um, but you do need to be a little careful in Canmore. But from a demand perspective and um, appreciation perspective, it, Canmore is just in its own world and always has been and probably will always will be. So, yeah, that's a really good market to kids. But it's expensive. Mm-hmm.
2: Absolutely. And I think that's why it's important to work with like, someone like you that's local, right? If someone's interested in, in the areas that you cover, you have that local insight. You likely have local teams. Yes. Uh, and because you're an investor too, you understand what may be a good investment for Calgary, Alberta, and what might not be, right? Absolutely. And I think that's the big, that's the big key because there's lots of great realtors out there, but I wouldn't use a realtor from Ontario to try to help me. Well, I wouldn't use it. I should say I wouldn't use a realtor for, from even Hamilton to try to help me in cottage country 2 hours away because that's a whole different market on its own right so then then you go to Alberta you definitely need somebody that that knows what you know depending if you're an investor and you're looking for Calgary and so what areas do you cover
0: um and if 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 I could just comment on that as well um that's such a smart point that's such a smart <laughs> point um but we there is a lot of investors falling in these in these traps where they are using Ontario realtors to buy in Alberta and um, I am concerned for a lot of these people um, how this is going to shake out in the next few Guys, year. don't do that. Don't do that. <laughs> don't. <push laughs> don't. Girl, like, I wouldn't be like, oh, go buy this in Ontario. I have no, no idea. Exactly. I, it doesn't I, make sense. I have no clue. It doesn't make sense. So please, please, please find someone local. It doesn't have to be me, but someone local that, that knows our market. And knows what things are worth just because it looks like a good price or looks like a good deal because of where you're sitting does not necessarily mean that it is. And here's the
2: problem, too, is that your Ontario realtor is not going to have the handy person you need, your plumber, your contractor leads, your property managers that they likely already are using for themselves. Right. So like that's the key that uh, to me, that's like a huge part of working with a realtor that specializes in that area or like a certain market or a certain type of you know, even commercial versus residential, like to me, that should be not necessarily the same realtors. Some of them know what they're doing and some of them just focus on their specific area. So, you know, you've got to just drill down. Um, anyways,
0: I just want to add that as well. Thank you. Yes, thanks. Uh, it's, it's something that I see all the time. I'm just like, ah, it just, it's, it's not going to end well for everyone. And um, I just, yeah. yeah, just use the experts, right? Use, use who knows, um, who knows whatever you're trying to do the most. Absolutely. Sorry, I can't remember what you had asked me now right before I mentioned that. You.
1: Where, where you, um, oh, yeah, the areas what areas you cover. You cover and oh, yes. Okay. So
0: we do, Cal- we, we do Calgary in the surrounding areas. So in and around Calgary, um, we've got Airdrie, Cochrane, Okotoks, High River. With, within, you know, 30, 40 minutes of Calgary, that's as far as we go. Even for Canmore, I have a referral partner for Canmore. I'm not the expert for Canmore, but someone in our brokerage who lives in Canmore and is an investor himself, he's our guy. He's who we go to because, again, he knows better than I do. So, um, yeah, Calgary and the immediate areas, but anything beyond that, we'll be referring out as well.
1: And, and does that go the same for somewhere if, if so, if an Ontario investor looking to come into Calgary, but maybe also is interested in Edmonton?
0: You yeah, would,
1: You would partner with somebody in Edmonton to help them? I, I
0: would refer to someone in Edmonton, exactly. Yeah, like Ed, Edmonton is several hours drive in a very different market. So I wouldn't, I mean, I'm licensed for the whole province, of course, but I'm not an expert in Edmonton, so don't. And, and where, don't where, where, do you, <laughs> where,
1: where where do you see things going over the next 12, 24 months in, as it comes to Calgary?
0: Yeah, um, I mean, obviously no one has a crystal ball, but I... I mean, we're all dealing with interest rates. I don't think um anyone's gonna be shielded from that. But for Calgary in particular, I do think we're gonna hold reasonably well um through this storm. Uh we've been through many storms here, and I'm 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 hopeful that this one will be a little bit more insulated from. I do think there will be, you know, obviously a couple more uh interest rate heights that we're all w- and are all waiting for. Um, but but uh just with how much influx of business economic activity people we we need housing for all of that and so i do think um we will be able to balance that a little bit better here than maybe we're seeing um in the rest of the country uh from an investment standpoint uh for i feel pretty confident over the next couple years that we can make almost any strategy work here um Appraisals as interest rates go up and people get a little bit more conservative, I'm I'm a little bit more you know cautious telling people um if they're trying to do a buy or a refinance in the residential space in particular um that that you know we need to be a little bit cautious of that because appraisers are being a little tighter right now, and so that strategy is one you know that I might be a, well, a little bit more cautious on, but long term buy and hold um um. Uh, you know, short-term rentals, condos, townhouses, I think all those sectors are going to fare quite well. I also think um, in the last, you know, year and a half, since the market has really been very exciting, we've seen a lot of appreciation in the suburbs, in the detached single family market. As inflation continues to plague all of us and interest rates, um, buyers are going to have to start um, looking at the more affordable options, townhouses and condos. And I think the, the kind of the appreciation recovery that we saw in the detached market is going to start to trickle down to these higher density um, uh, property types that haven't seen that uh, larger jump in appreciation that we saw in the detached suburban market. So it could be a good time to kind of look ahead of that a little bit and um, look into more affordable, dense options, even just as a regular homeowner or as an investor as well.
1: And does does Calgary have a anything around additional dwelling units, garden suites? Is there anything that's happened in that, or is it too new a city that you don't have those kinds no, of?
0: No, yeah, so secondary suites have been a huge topic here for a long time. Um, the city of Calgary in two thousand eighteen March two thousand and eighteen uh did initiate a new program and mandate for basement suites, so secondary suites. And they've been on a huge um, mission to legalize existing suites and have provided landlords a a, a way to do that at a much cheaper cost. Um, that deadline is ending uh, December 2023. And I do believe after that, the secondary suite market is going to be shook up a little bit. So if you're looking at secondary suites um, in a house or a semi-detached property, make sure you know what. Kind of side of this uh, track you're going to be on, and that you're following the uh, regulations. So the city is pro-density here, um, but they are not pro turning their head to illegal suites anymore, like they did for many decades. So that's a big change there. Hmm. Carriage houses fall into the same, or garden suites fall into the same right now legislation as secondary suites. So anywhere you can put a secondary suite, technically you can put a um, a a carriage house. We haven't seen as many of them popping up. Um, I actually just found a builder who's actually building a, a c- couple of these right now from scratch, but but they're very kind of sporadic and not too many of them yet. However, I do think once this amnesty period is over for the basement suite cleanup, garden suites and carriage houses are going to be the next thing investors are kind of looking to to add density and um, create a, something more unique as well. So I think that's um, in the coming years, going to be a exciting topic.
2: That's awesome. Some, some really great insights. Uh, thank you so much. The next part of the podcast is lightning round. You've probably played before. Every guest gets the same questions. We are going to ask you four questions. Are you ready to play? Let's do it. This week's lightning round is brought to you by Butler Mortgages, Canada's number one mortgage brokerage three years in a row. If you need a great mortgage broker to help you with investing in real estate or to help you purchase your next home, reach out to Daniel Patton and Michael Zanzini from Butler Mortgages. You can do that by calling 905-569-8326 or toll-free at 1-888-MTGTEAM. And check out their website, butlermortgages.com or by email Daniel.Patton. At butlermortgages.com or michael.zanzini at butlermortgages.com. And let's go to the lightning round. All right. So question number one, what is the best advice that you have ever received from another investor or a networking event?
0: Oh, gosh, so much. Um, The best advice I ever received, honestly, um, was to only work with people that like you genuinely like. Like if you couldn't have them over at your house and have dinner, then don't do business with them. <laughs> you know, I think early on in your investing career we're all very eager and we're excited. And and I think sometimes we we lose sight of that. So do business with people that you like that because when things get hard, if you if it's already a bit a bit of friction between yourselves, it's only going to be that much more difficult. So if you can't have dinner with them, don't do business with them.
1: <laughs> Sounds like good advice. <laughs> um do you have a favorite uh, real estate real estate investing resource
0: favorite real estate investing resource um i like the data and the numbers so for here the thing that i use the most for calgary is looking at the actual economics um, so calgary economic development website is my most used resource for calgary in particular uh, stats canada as well but i like i like that website and how they lay it out so that's my most used one All right. Very cool. Love those
2: resources. Um, Now, number three, what is, in your opinion, the one
0: attribute that has made you most successful? Uh, I am definitely, uh, I don't quit. (laughs) I don't quit. I definitely, uh, you know, I'm I'm okay to fail and then keep going. You know, we're all going to fail. I think when we look out in the world of social media it seems like no one's failing but um i love uh you know admitting those failures but then we keep going right um i tell my kids all the time um you know courage is not is not the absence of fear it's it's when you keep going that's what courage is right and you are going to have roadblocks you are going to have bumps and um i i do i do stick to it you know like i see it through and um get it done no matter what it takes and if i have to pivot and change and adapt i do But I don't just kind of throw my hands in air and walk away.
1: Nice. Great. And what would we typically find you doing on a Sunday morning?
0: Sunday morning, we almost always have brunch with the kids. Um, It's if we're not at hockey, if we're not at the rink, uh, then we're making brunch as a family. So, yeah, that's our that's our Sunday go to. Very awesome. So that was the lightning round. Thank you so much, Natasha, for
2: playing. Where can our listeners, our Right Club Nation, reach out and find out more?
0: Yeah, uh, you can go to our website, phipsgroup.ca. Um, you can find us there. I also have a Facebook group called Calgary Real Estate Investing. If you want to go check that out, you can see what we're up to and see what's going on in Calgary there. Perfect. And Fips is, is uh, can you pronounce it? Because it's probably not how people think. Oh, yeah. Fips. P is in Peter. H-I-P-P-S. Awesome. Awesome. Like Phillips with no L's. <laughs> there you go. That's, <laughs> that's a great way to do it. Natasha, thank you
2: so much for being on the show. And uh, we'll, we'll, I'm sure have you back again. You're definitely, uh, you're definitely a recurring invitee that we definitely want to reach out when we want to know more about Calgary, Alberta, uh, and everything in between. So thank you so much.
0: Awesome. Thank you so much for having me. Thank you.